Welcome to Cannons on the Run, episode 25. 25. 25. 25. That's a, that's a quarter. Look at that. Our podcast is getting so old. A podcast out of St. Norbert Abbey in De Pere, Wisconsin. We're recording from the House of Studies in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Frater Jonathan. And I'm Reverend Frater Jordan. Very well done. So prestigious. <laughs> and we're here to talk to you about life information and all sorts of things that we're learning and experiencing. Mm-hmm. So what have we been up to since the last episode? School. Yep. So much Schools. school. Back for ever <laughs> but it's my last semester it is. so that's kind of fun yeah and it's a unique semester for me so really i only have one official class and that's presiding so learning how to celebrate mass and baptisms and funerals and marriages mm-hmm. then i have a class at a lutheran in protestant seminary lstc and mccormick And that's sci-fi and spirituality, which I'm not a big sci-fi person, but I was like, (laughs) hey, this sounds like a fun title, and I need to take a class outside of the Catholic seminary. So I'm like, I'll give this a shot. And to come to find out that sci-fi is more than just space things. So like, I like The Walking Dead, and Walking Dead would fall under a sci-fi genre. So that's pretty exciting. So I'm like, like that. hey, that could help with one of my research projects for that. For this class. Yeah, yeah. Slick, using the TV show. Yeah, so pretty cool. And uh, have an independent study on sexual ethics. Uh, and uh, oh. another cool class, online class, on the Psalms. How about your first week of classes? I'm taking four classes this semester. The four classes are a spirituality class, spirituality and justice, one about fundamental theology and methods, one that is the introduction to the Old Testament, and one about world Christianity, looking at Christianity from interreligious and intercultural perspectives. So dynamic professors, all different personalities and ways of running their classroom and dialogue and things. So that's fun. The learner in me is enjoying the variety. They're late. I'm not a late night person. I like early morning. So if I had a class from like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., boom, I'd be all for it. (laughs) But instead, I have a couple of classes that are from 7 p.m. to 9.45 p.m. And once 9 o'clock hits, it's like, all right, got to tell my body, hey, not sleep time yet. You got to make it 45 minutes and get home and sleep time. Because you're an early riser. I am. When I can be. I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, classes. I've been doing a lot of grocery shopping lately. We're still figuring out new dynamics at the house. There's seven of us who live here together. So figuring out who has time for which jobs, what, you know, are jobs that people are able to do most consistently or enjoy doing, you know, how are we able to help one another living together? So I've been helping out with grocery shopping right now, which I enjoy a lot. I really Mm -hmm. enjoy getting a chance to look at different food, reading the labels, finding quality food. And then the two of us have been finding time still amidst all this to do Chicago marathon training since that's coming up real soon. Real soon. Which, it's been really good. It's been super nice that we live in the same house now because we, for most of our runs, have been going together, which I'm very thankful for. I mean, that's kind of been the overall thing for me, at least, that you've lived down here. This is now the beginning of your fourth year living down here. Right. This is my first year living down here, and I've visited this house before, so I'm aware of some of the house patterns, but the life pattern of living in Chicago, going to classes at CTU, cooking and figuring out our dynamics here, prayer life and all that... 
Well, for both of us, it's been a lot of just constant adjusting from the summer. So even though for you, you're coming back to a pattern that you somewhat know, we're still adjusting to people here living together. We're still adjusting to just a lot going on. So for me, at least, all that adjusting, I found in these first couple of weeks of living here, it's been really easy for me to get stuck inside of my head because I'm trying to just figure life out. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what do I need to do in my day? When do I have time to do my work for my grad courses? I find it easy to get stuck in my head. So one of the things I've been really thankful for since we live together is that since we do our training together for the Chicago Marathon, that's been one way that's actually helped me get out of my head to not get stuck in just like, oh, I got to figure everything out, you know, just hmm. go for a run, get outside of myself. So in some ways, I kind of chuckle, you've been pacing for a lot of runs and races lately and you have one coming up. You've kind of become a quasi helper slash pacer for me because there are days I'm like, I just, I got to just do work. I don't want to go outside. I'm going to just get a bunch of work done and then stay inside. And then you're like, hey, you want to go for a run? And I immediately think, uh, yeah, yeah, we should run. I need to run. Yes, let's go for a run. So you may not know this, but I'm very thankful. It's, it's the extra kick of motivation that I need. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to do it. So do you want to come along? Which is awesome. Right. It's been really good. But our last podcast we had that 16 miler just before it and that was brutal mm-hmm. and this last long run we did a 20 miler mm-hmm. and it wasn't as bad uh-huh, right. at least for the first 60 miles <laughs> and then after that it was like ooh, yeah this is this is hurting a bit so i guess we're making some strides in improvement right and you were celebrating wonderfully on that run when we hit 15 and a half, I think it was, or 16 and a half. You were saying, woohoo, like we're going farther than last time. We're building strength, building muscle. And you were like, don't talk about it. <laughs> I did. I did. I was like, no, turn and don't say how many miles are left. I was like playing mental games to try and just tell myself, like, it's probably like one mile left. Don't even think about it. Just keep moving. One step, one step, one step. Yeah. So it was great. Good teamwork uh, that way. But... <laughs> So this pacer thing that you do all the time, I'm curious about it because you've been doing it a lot, especially this summer and fall. You didn't pace this much before this summer, did you? For other races? No, I, I only did one other race before that. Last year, Father Mike Brennan got me hooked up with this pacing company on pace race. And I only paced one half marathon last year. And then this year, I've done two now. The Green Bay Cellcom, mm-hmm. and then the Wausau Half Marathon, and the weekend to come, uh, Fox City's Half Marathon. And so, you know, it's interesting, even training for Chicago Marathon. So you and I are running for charity with the parish that I'm serving as deacon at, Old St. Pat's. And last year, you know, it's kind of one of these things that... It, it's a little bit tough for me to be motivated for the Chicago marathon. Like I'm motivated to run it, but it's also like I've achieved the goals that I've wanted to achieve last year. And it was brutal. Like it was a mental game and I jacked myself up for it. So I qualified for Boston and then I also, you know, went sub three in my marathon running. And it's like, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. Like, is this all there is to racing? And with pacing, it's a way to give back in a sense of I'm pacing a fast pace. I'm pacing to hopefully help others achieve their goals. And to me, that's rewarding because there's a little bit of stress in there mm-hmm. because I have, I, to, I have to hit these particular times to help people achieve their goals But there's also not this stress of like overachieving that I've been used to. So it's fun 
to motivate and work with people on their runs in these races to achieve their goals. So help me understand that you're talking about motivation. And so for yourself, like you said, it's nerve wracking. You built up a lot of pressure for yourself before with Mm -hmm. the Boston Marathon, that kind of thing, setting your own goals. Since you've achieved those, you don't have a big goal immediately on the horizon right now, right? Right, right. Nothing in mind. For yourself then, where are you finding sources of of energy or, you know, how are you not just getting stale in your running? And it sounds like pacing has helped you do that. Right. It's running is a gift and a talent that I have. And it's how can I share this gift in a constructive way? Mm -hmm. How can I continue to share this gift that I have that hopefully can be helpful in a particular way? So in some ways, it's like, am I comfortable Right. Like something I've been chewing on for a while is this quote from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth of the world offers you comfort. You were not made for comfort, you were made for greatness. And so this whole notion of I'm using the analogy of running, but he was getting at the core of our humanity of you're not meant for mediocrity, whatever that may be, whatever gift or talent you have, God destined you to be great. And so to strive for holiness and to use your gifts in a way to glorify God. And running is a way, it's kind of weird. It's almost like become a ministry for me, even Mm. though it isn't an explicit, you know, go out there and evangelize. The the Millers who have this on-pace race, pacing franchise, I guess, they're like, oh, it's Frauder Jordan or Frauder Fast, right? And so, <laughs> Do they say that? Yeah. Nice. And so it's kind of, people are aware in a very subtle way. This is a seminarian who is doing things outside of the church. It's church outside of church. Absolutely. In some ways. Well, and that's, I mean, what I was talking before about, you know, trying to just get outside of myself so I'm not stuck in my own head. Oh, I have this academic stuff to worry about and schedules and all that, you know, and trying to, to get out of that. And that running was doing that for me. If I'm hearing you right, it's sounding like that's a way for you to get outside of yourself and not say, like, what am I running for? Where's my next goal? What do I need? Instead of getting too critical on your own running, right? Is that is that fair to say it that way? That yeah. pacing for others, doing this, giving, which in itself is a, a really loving way of showing God's love, of giving to others the gifts that you have mm. in a pretty awesome, fun way, <laughs> you know, running some fast <laughs> times and really giving some people, I mean, you've gotten some pretty good feedback from the people that you've helped pace, you've said, right? No, oh, yeah. People, people are very, very thankful because the paces I'm running at is usually some qualifying times for bigger races. And Those so are important. <laughs> to be able to help people like keep their mind off of um, their pain or to encourage them, motivate them along the way, it makes a big difference. So just being present to other people makes a huge difference. And this is a very strategic way of doing it when I sign up. But mm-hmm. I mean, you have an instance here in Chicago of something you didn't expect in being present to another. Right. Yeah. I was telling you about that because it just happened today. It was such a fascinating moment because I wasn't expecting it at all. So I was just going about my day today. I didn't have any classes during the day. So I was trying to get through a lot of things that had backed up on my to-do list. I cooked dinner for the community for our house tonight, so I needed to go and get a few groceries. I thought we had some stuff, and I still needed a few more things. So 
in the moment I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like I have to get in the car and drive through traffic again and go get some groceries. And it's not too far, but it's just all these things are stacking up in my head. Yeah, you've been very good making sure we have food. <laughs> I like to do that. It's an inventory thing. It's fun. But I'm like, gosh, shoot, you know, I, I thought I had everything I needed, but now I got to get in the car and do that again. So and I got this, this, and this, and this yet to do. Right. Seriously. Right. My, my mental to-do list. And I was praying on the way there. It was actually an out, one of those, you know, out loud conversations in the car that you have. And it's just like, okay, God, I can feel the stress. I can just feel it in my body right now. And part of it is I just got to let go. Like I'm thinking of too many things I got to do. And that's, that's just ramping too high. So, you know, what do I need to do right now? And just remember, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Like, what's in front of me right now? So trying to work on that, trying to be aware of that. Go into the grocery store, get what I need as I'm leaving. Trying to be mindful. Um, a young guy walks by me holding the hand of a little kiddo, and um, then he turns around and he starts talking to me. So I stop and I listen, and he starts telling me out of the blue. He just says, you know, can you help me out? He's talking, this child with him is his son. And he's saying that his son was basically handed off to him. He's told he needs to take care of him. So I didn't know the full situation. I don't know if it's related to custody, but he just didn't have any kind of a warning and he didn't have the resources he needed. And he was really stressed out by it. But what struck me was with the first few sentences, he said, like, I'm trying to talk to people. People are just walking by me. So a lot of frustration was flying out of him. And he wasn't angry. He was just saying it. And he was just telling me this. And he kept talking about things he needed for his son and how stressed out he was. And... By the grace of God, I just stood there and listened. And it was just a genuine conversation. And uh, in the moment, you know, I was thinking, I literally didn't have cash on me to hand to him. You know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm in a rush. I got to get back to the house. We have things coming up. So I told him, I said, you know, I, I honestly don't have any cash on me right now. So I can't help you out. I said, but can you tell me your name? I'd love to pray for you. And he said, yeah, he told me his name. And I, I gave him my name just to introduce myself. And, you know, it, I think it's normally situations you feel inadequate. Like you want to help, but you don't know. You, trying to be present but you're trying to also figure out what's the best way to help someone i you know i don't know any services in the area to point him to people to talk to anything like that but what struck me was as i told him i'd pray for him right away he says to me thanks for listening thanks so much for listening i really appreciate it i was really struck by that and what we're talking about that really pulled me out of myself and as i drove back to the house i thought you know god this is probably why like i forgot a couple of pieces of groceries i had to go get those like a few more things this interaction that i had really just reminded me to get some perspective. So it was a good sobering moment to say, hey, what am I getting so worked up about? This guy's got some pretty big things on his plate right now, taking care of a young son. Uh, he's like two or three years old and just trying to make ends meet, trying to have decent interactions with people. So I was really thankful for that, that interaction in a lot of ways. It taught me about a lot of different things. And you know, my response wasn't perfect, but you learn from those moments how to help people and to be present to them. So Mm -hmm. To connect that back to what you're talking about with running, I just think it's easy to get set in our own goals. I'm sitting here making my list of to-dos, things I want to do, that kind of a thing. You're looking at what you're doing with running, that kind of a thing, and, and there's purpose to that. It's good to have goals, to have motivation, to be self-motivated. But then to remember and to be open to where God is inviting us to step outside of ourselves and be present to others, to have natural gifts. God pulled that gift out of me, to be honest. <laughs> I just kind of was stunned and just stood there and listened to him and made eye contact. And I realized, like, that's fine. I could just sit here and listen if he needs to chat. And that's what he said to me. Like, hey, thanks so much for listening. And, you well, know, to be able to let go of all those other things that are running through your head. Mm. And being like, hey, here's a child of God, mm -hmm. a fellow human being, a brother right here in front of me. Yeah, just like, be present. Yeah, how do I accept this invitation? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, just be present to do it. So 
what I like hearing you talk about the pacing thing, to me, that would be a little bit taxing. I would worry too much about that. The time stuff would be stressful. And you talked, you know, you said it, it does a little bit, but you also said, you know, that it's worth it, that, that giving to be with those people, to be present. To, so to me, I love hearing that. It sounds like to you, that's a place where you naturally feel compelled to give because it's, it's life-giving for you too to let that part of you out and to offer that to others. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Well, one of my favorite scripture passages, because it weaves so well into my life experiences from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. St. Paul says to the Corinthians, Do you not know that the runners in the stadium all run in the race, but only one wins the prize? Run so as to win. Every athlete exercises discipline in every way. They do it to win a perishable crown, but we an imperishable one. Thus, I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and train it for fear that after having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. I think I can run, be self-absorbed, and just focus on my own goals but God is calling me to something greater. I can compete for this perishable wreath. Like, I get so sick of medals and trophies all the time (laughs) because I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Mm -hmm. And for me, that's what's so great about pacing is it's not about finishing, you know, in the top three, top ten. It's, Mm. hey, uh, I'm just going to run this race, share this gift, and help other people achieve those things because I'm like, this wreath means nothing for me. Right. And so what gifts do I have that can allow people to reach their goal? And ultimately in this life, you know, I go, how can I allow people to find God, to reach Mm -hmm. God on this journey? Mm -hmm. That's a really cool, powerful understanding of why you're running that race. Or I mean, even today with the grocery store, like you had so many other things to do. And yet you felt compelled to stop and be present. Like. Forget the world and myself around me, these perishable things. And what does this small interaction mean to this individual? I mean, that could be a stretch from what St. Paul is preaching to, but I think I think he's like, what have I been training myself for? It's to be a good student, but it's to be a good Christian brother. Mm-hmm. Right? And what does that take on? Well, helping others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great literal one for us as training for a marathon to train, you know, but what's the why behind it when you're doing those kinds of things? Is it self or is it for others? And then the analogy, that verse for us in this case is beautiful. Those small things are all part of the training. Those small little moments when you choose to be present to others are always that we're training Mm -hmm. for a crown that is not perishable. Yeah. So I guess even just building off of this, like as we continue to train, what are we training for? Well, in the words of our Father, St. Augustine, we're training to share in one mind and heart on our way to God. In a way, we're journeying on this race together back towards God. And that's what our Norbertine life is all about and what our life as Christians are all about. So whether it's actually physically running or competing or just being present to our family, our friends, or even the stranger at the grocery store, mm-hmm. how are we glorifying God and sharing our lives? Amen. Well said. Amen. If you want to find out more about Canons on the Run, go to www.norbertines.org, click on the podcast tab, and let us know some ideas, thoughts, questions, or just say hey by clicking on contact the podcast team. You can also find us on iTunes, so subscribe, leave a review and a rating, and something now that I love to say is make sure to like us on Facebook. Yeah. Check out our Facebook page. <laughs>
And let us continue to keep one another in prayer as we go about training and trying to become the people that God has called us to be, to glorify his name, and present to one another. Holy Father, St. Norbert and Augustine, pray, pray for, for us. us.